You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey, kiddies. You dig hearing the sound of my nasally drone? You dig cars? Good. I got something called CarCast. And you can get it free on iTunes, or you can listen to it with the free Adam Carolla app. Also available on Android and iPhone. Go to acecarcast.com for more info. Again, it is me. It's Matt DeAndrea. It is all things cars. It is CarCast. From Level 5 City in Glendale, it's This Week with Larry Miller. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who likes cold showers. Hiya, folks. Welcome back to This Week with Larry Miller. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And as always, don't they sound good? That's the Drew Fontaine Orchestra and the Linder Barnes Dancers featuring boy tenor Gary Ryan asking the musical question, Why is it called bacon if you fry it? Which, by the way is a very good question, I think. And Colonel Fox thought the same thing. So thank you for sending in the musical questions, by the way, as always, because they're very, very funny, and it's fun to do it together. And by Amazon. Amazon Amazon.com. That's right, as we're fond of saying here, anything you want in the world, you can get on Amazon, except, of course, an actual Amazon. You're on your own for that. And to go to Amazon, though, don't just go to Amazon... Why, that's for suckers. What you want to do is, what did W.C. Fields used to say? Don't be a jabbernowl. Don't be a mooncalf. You don't want to be any of those, are you? You're not any of those, are you? No, you want to go to our website, which is acelarrymiller.com, and a little banner comes up that says Amazon on it. You hit that banner, and it takes you to Amazon, and then we get dough. Oh, the dough. It's like having a printing press. That's how much dough is rolling in. But as we uh, as we say here, it keeps the lights on here at Ace Broadcasting. And as soon as we start turning a profit, you'll be the second to know. And by Sherry's Berries. That's right. Sherry's Berries is still with us because it's holiday season. And you don't need a holiday to send a delicious treat. Boy, if that's not a motto, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's the easiest way to show someone your thinking. Now, that's true. Actually, these things are very good. Remember, it passes the Corolla test here. It passes the Ace Broadcasting test. As soon as a box of these things gets there, they have a half-life of about a minute and a half. So so the berries, they're enormous, fresh, juicy, mouth-watering, and the berries are good, too. <laughs> that was just describing Sherry. No, I'm just being silly, of course. I, I've, I've never met the woman, but... She sounds dandy to me. Anyone who can come up with these strawberries has to be a good-looking woman. And at any rate, though, they're dipped in white milk and dark chocolatey topping. Come on now. Come on! Covered with chocolate chips, crushed almonds, and decorative swizzle, which is still a phrase. I, I don't know what swizzle is exactly, exactly. But I, I have a very good rule of thumb in my life. It's the, if, they're going to be, if it's going to be on my strawberries, I certainly want it to be decorative. At any rate, 
The, you t- send these berries to anyone when you can't figure out a gift. You know what? They're very reasonably priced. People really do like them. And uh, and so you know what? I'm telling you, it passes the ACE broadcasting test, and that means that every knucklehead here, including Dr. Chris and Colonel Jeff, dive into these things, and that's what makes them the big, strong boys they are today. So uh, to get this, by the way, Sherry's Berries not only has the best dipped fruit you're ever going to run run into, but the worst phone number in America to call, and here it is, and actually there is very easy to get in touch with, but the phone number, you'll hear what I mean in a second, called 866-FRUIT-02. That's the word zero, so it's 866-F-R-U-I-T-Z-E-R-O, the number two, and then it says here, or even better... Which is not hard to do. Just go to berries.com. That's plural berries. That's B E R R I E S dot com. And as it says here, you've got to see these enormous berries for yourself. And even if you don't have to, you probably will. So just do that. They're good for us. And once again, it keeps the lights on here at Ace. And these guys, it is holiday time. This is the perfect time of year for things like that anyway. Now, the truth is, this is a nice gift. But the truth is, it is the perfect time of year. Any time between, you know, the whole last two months of the year, any gift-giving season, it always comes out, you know, the products come out. I love Norelco has the razor sliding down the mountain, you know. Now the, now the razor is skiing, you know. And uh, because there's only one present a year, the truth is there's only one present that would ever mean anything to anybody. And we all know, we all know what it is. Hey, a shoebox full of 20s? Wow, that's fantastic. That's that's a great gift. You know, everyone, they always say, makes a great gift. Well, sure, everything, you know, in a way, makes a great gift. Liquor makes, I remember my dad used to, used to order liquor for people. Liquor makes a great gift. But uh, in any case, get some Sherry's Berries. And by, I mentioned the website is back up. This is an and by in a way. Colonel Jeff told me to tell you the website is back up 100%. By the way, thanks to Colonel Jeff. He really worked his butt off to get this back on and everything here at Ace. So the website is back up. That's Larry. That's acelarrymiller.com. See, the website is back up, but I'm not. See, that's the only drag. He doesn't have someone who can actually say it. So the website is acelarrymiller.com. It's back up, and this uh, w- there's going to be a lot of interesting things on it. You'll see. Plus, the new Adam Carolla app. Is uh, that's available for Android, iPhone, and iPad. And our show this week with Larry Miller is on the Adam Carolla app. So uh, do that. And by... But first, we have something brand new here, and that is... A safety razor update. That's right. A safety razor update, as you remember last week, maybe you don't remember, I started talking about how I didn't want to get the Flex 3 or the Flex 4, and there were only three razors in the Flex 4, but there were four razors in the Flex 3, and I was away for a week in Dallas, and I needed to share, and, and, and you know, you look, you're a guy, you need razors, and we started, I started remembering about the straight razor I had, and we got so much response for it, and when I got out of the studio here, the first thing Colonel Jeff said when he came up was that he uses a safety razor too. So it's the one that screws from the bottom. And so you know what? And people 
wrote in and said, oh, you've got to get one of these. You've got to get on the safety razor bandwagon because I I use a, a brush and cup for the shaving cream. I have a straight razor, but the truth is that takes a long time, and it's not that great. And I use the... Uh, you know, the, well, the Flex 3 or the Flex 4 or the Spectrum this or whatever the heck it is. But you know what? I want, as soon as I ta- started talking about that last week, I realized I want a safety razor. I want to get regular razor blades again. I want to make a hole in our medicine chest, and I want those razor blades to go into the foundation of the house. Who knows? Maybe get to kill a possum while it has on the way down. I have nothing against possums, by the way. There was one. This was so interesting. By the way, one time, the last doggie we had, who's passed on since, is a great guy, Norman, and he lived uh, 15 years, just over 15 years, or as my wife likes to say, 15 great years and one bad week. And Norman was the greatest, kindest doggie ever. But as you know, dogs are dogs. Norman was a regular-sized, medium dog, and when a dog smells another animal or something, if you've ever seen a dog, everyone thinks it's cute when dogs run after squirrels, but if you've ever seen a dog catch a squirrel, you realize, you know, when the dog's, oh, look, there he goes, oh, there she goes, isn't that cute, oh, down after the squirrel, and if the dog catches the squirrel, you just start saying, oh, oh, oh boy, uh-oh, wow, because they're dogs, you see, and they, they kill them. <laughs> no matter how sweet the dog is just before when you were giving him a pepperoni and watching the ball game together, if the dog catches a squirrel, suddenly it's it's a dog. So Norman, the sweetest guy in the world, was one day I had just opened the door to get the newspaper and uh, I opened the door and Norman tore out. He smelled something and he tore out and... On the house just up from this, there was a possum on the doorstep. Now, these folks were away. A possum, I don't, I don't know why I'm suddenly thinking I'm going to get letters from enraged possums by saying this, but they're surpassingly ugly animals. They're not, not a good-looking animal. And really in uh, ill-favored, I think would be the phrase. And this possum was there, and Norman shot right up there, and he got this thing around the throat. And killed it. I mean, it went... And this is the sweetest dog in the world. It's not a pit bull. He's the sweetest, kindest thing ever. And he, and he kills it, wallops it down on the, on the doorstop there, and backs off then, and then comes back to us. Ooh, look what a good boy I am. Now, I called the animal control people, you know, and... I said, because you got to call someone, you know, it's it's not 1823. You don't just, you know, pick it up or something and shovel it, throw it back in the woods so all the other animals can eat it or eat it yourself. So at any rate, I called whoever I'm supposed to call, and then my wife said, well, look, why don't you, in case the neighbors get back, why don't you go outside, bag it? You know, that's the classic thing. It's always going to be my job to do that. There's a bee in the house. Kill it. Fine. I don't like bees. Who likes bees? Why do I have to kill the bee? At any rate, no, the possum is on the house up from us. Go get the possum. Put the possum in a bag. And so like an idiot, I actually went out to do it. I went to put the possum in the bag. And do you know what? Guess what? It was gone. Do you know why? And we realized it instantly. We all looked at each other. He was playing possum. And he wasn't dead at all. He went limp. When Norman got him, and this was not a small possum, 
He wasn't like a baby possum. This was a full adult possum, not huge like a wild boar, but it was a possum. And he went limp, and Norman Thresher, that's why when Norman backed up, it made sense after the fact because he was, we saw he was like sniffing. He, was looking, he looked a little confused. So in the dog world, whatever that is, the dog was saying, he doesn't smell dead to me. But he's not fighting, so he must be dead. But that was so cool in its way. The first, and I expect only time, I have no particular interest in animals, by the way. I don't mind saying that. It's fine with me that they're here, but I'm not, I'm not an, I, I love dogs and I love our dogs, but I really don't care that much for, when people say, you know what, well, supposing we lose another species. Well, I, that's okay with me. I really don't care. Now, if someone said to me, supposing we, we lose another variety of bar stool, I might complain then. I might sign that petition. But the point is, you know, that this was this is the first and only time I expect anything to ever happen in, in possum world like that. So, you know what, by the way? He's a great guy, and we're going to miss a lot. Then we have another new dog, but uh, he's not so new. He's, he's been there a few years, but dogs, as you know, are the greatest thing in the world. So that's what I want. I want a safety razor, and I'm going to get one. Jeff and I, the colonel and I, are going to go onto eBay somehow. We're going to find one, and I'm going to get the razor I want, and I'm going to get the one that I had that my mom got me in Sam Brill's drugstore when I was 13, and the ones I had... For, the, for years after that, for another 10 years after that, until, until these goofy blue plastic ones kept started coming out that we've all become addicted to. So that's the first of the safety razor updates. And once again, Colonel Jeff found that sound. We discussed it before the show, and we thought, let's find a sound for the safety razor update. He's very good at that stuff. And by a new feature... That's right. The joke of the week. Well, it's something we're going to do. I told a couple of weeks ago, I told a regular joke. That's a good joke. And, uh, and we enjoyed it. And I realized, well, you know what? I'm a comic. I, I ought to be pretty good at telling jokes. I think I know something about jokes, regular jokes. So we thought we could find a joke a week. I don't even know that many jokes. But no one knows that many jokes. Everyone, we always hear jokes. But I can't remember them. But between the colonel, the doctor, I, and you, you know, write in uh, some jokes if you have them, you know, and if I've heard them, or I can tell them. But the point is there's one, I know I've heard a thousand of them, and so have you. But there's one that uh, popped into my head. Uh, Jeff said, well, which one do you want to tell? And I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell this one. And it's short, but it's pretty good. I always like this one. Uh, there's a bar on fire. In New York City, and the fire trucks pull up, and it's really blazing and burning, and it's, it's almost all falling down. The firemen run in, and they heroically bring out this old man, uh, Murphy, and he, they bring him out of the bar, and they drag him out on, on the stretcher. And uh, as they get him outside, and they revive him, and they say to him, Mr. Murphy, can you tell us when the fire started? And he said, how should I know? It was on fire when I went in. So that's that's a pretty good joke. And... Uh, so write in your jokes and we will have a joke update after the safety razor update 
and uh, that'll be the, that'll be the joke of the week. Now there is an update. It's not exactly a, a hamper update, but something happened. So, and we will be. I'll be giving. That's the reason I'm not doing. By the way, just the having the the hamper update theme and the structure. But something happened today that was kind of funny in the world of bathrooms in families because that we're recording this in Thanksgiving week, and the kids are off from school, and I was away last week working in outside Dallas in Richardson at the Iceman Center. And uh, as you know, this is keeping up our habit of plugging dates after I do them. But it's a wonderful place, by the way. And uh, we had a chance to go to a museum and the book depository there, which was very moving to see. There's going to be some some uh, photos up on this on the Facebook page in, in our album. And I couldn't stop calling it the book suppository. I would say this every night, and I kept realizing the book suppository. It's not the book depository. It's the book depository. And I realized... A few things. You all know that phrase, and you all know what it means. And I realized a few things. What in the world is a book depository, by the way? No one has ever used that phrase. I've never run into that phrase. But we all know it simply because of that that building in Dallas where Oswald, you know, on the sixth floor there. And what is a book depository? Why don't they just don't – doesn't everyone else call it a warehouse? Or a store? Yes, the sixth floor of the bookstore. No, it, wouldn't, it has no drama to see that. Somehow, from that day, as if that day wasn't horrible enough in 1963, from that day on, everyone became, you began using the phrase, the book depository. Well, I so I, for some reason, for a week doing these shows, I was using the phrase, the book suppository, and it dawned on me, what a horrifying thought. Is that even possible, by the way? A book suppository? All I want to say is, thank God it was a paperback. Because and not one of those old <laughs> Britannica volumes. You'd be, that's something you'd never forget. In any case, uh, this this was it was it was a great week. And I got, but I got back. So the kids were off from school this week. I got back last night. I'm off in the next couple of days. So I was writing. So I was going to be home. My wife had to go to work. So she got up to get in the shower. And the two kids were going to take their showers. And they said, and I said, well, you know what? The kids are going to take their showers in their bathroom. And they take their showers. And I was going to make my normal fabulous breakfast for them, which is always lined up perfectly, which is always cooked perfectly. Every fork and every glass is, is made there perfectly, is put down perfectly on the napkin. Anthony Hopkins in Remains of the Day has nothing on me. And I don't even need a ruler. And so we, the kids did that, and then I said, because I had to get one of them to a baseball lesson, so uh, my wife got out of bed and said, all right, I'm getting in the shower. And then I just said, oh, do me a favor. Let me uh, do a quick two-minute shower, and that's a real two-minute shower. I could probably, you know, uh, you know, they always talk about marine showers where they say, all right, you have 47 seconds. Uh, I'm a pretty fast shower, and uh, so I knew this was going to be two minutes. She said, okay, but just that. So I did that, and then I made the kids breakfast. She comes out dressed to go to work and she said well you know what it's just it's just off you got you have to check that we have a new water heater she said you have to check it because the pilot light went out and that was freezing and she said check that today she said honey please check it although we've been married long enough so that she didn't actually say either honey or please she just said check it Check it today. And I said, absolutely. So we go to work. She, you know, you know, she go, goes off. We do a little quick, a little kiss there, you know. And she was frozen. She was absolutely frozen. The lips, the face, everything. She was frozen. So she goes to work. And I did, made the breakfast. I cleaned up. And after that, then I went to get the paper because I had been away for a while. And there was some papers just stacking up. And I realized about an hour and a half later, oh, let me do that. Let me turn the pilot light back on. And... Uh, 
just before I did, I said, wait a minute, I just had a thought. And I went upstairs into our bathroom and turned on the sink. And it was steaming hot. So it got hot instantly. And then I went and turned on the shower and it was steaming hot again. And I, and I realized, oh, it's not the pilot light. The boys and I just used up all the hot water. And I stood there. And this is not funny. My wife, the woman I love, the mother of my children, my partner, the person who is home who cares about me, just had a horrible experience, was frozen solid and really, really unhappy and had to go to work that way. And that is not funny, which is why it puzzled me when I started to laugh and and couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing. I thought of her... The woman I love, I thought of her coming out and going, oh, that was horrible. Oh, that, I, oh, that was, the, you have to check, check the thing. And I, so I guess what I'm getting at is, that's love, my friends. You see, that's, that's what love allows you to do, is to be really, really entertained by your spouse's discomfort. And I think that's the key to the whole operation. Now, do me a favor. When this has happened before, so whoever's out there, don't rat me out to her at the studio there. Don't say, oh, Larry laughed so hard. But it was pretty... And by the way, at the end of the day, you know, and I thought about it again, I started one of those laughs that was so big, I started laughing again. I'm all alone, and I'm laughing just, you know, before I brushed my teeth before coming to the show here. And so it, it was it was just kind of funny. And then I texted her, oh, by the way, I thought this was good news. I texted her that, you know, it wasn't the... You know, it, it wasn't the water heater after all. And the pilot light was fine. And uh, it was just that, you know, how it goes. Uh, turns out the boys and I uh, must have used up all the hot water. And we're really sorry. And I told them about it. And you get first crack at that shower anytime you want. And especially when you have to go to work. And she just texted back one of these terse comments of, it was a freezing shower. You know, and even the letters were freezing. Even the letters on the text actually had icicles on them. Not really, but, you know, you could just feel it. She was still so mad. So I thought I'd tell you that that was the biggest laugh I've had in 12 weeks. And uh, but, but there you are. That's marriage. And when I came back, I realized something, by the way. This was the... Before I left, I always do this. I get the kids together in the morning. Before I left to go to Dallas last week, and I, I knew in this case I was going to be gone five, six days. So I got the kids together, and before I took them to school, before I went to the airport, I said, okay, sit down. I sit them down, and I point in the refrigerator, and I said to them, okay, now I have pre-sliced all the apples, and I have wrapped them up, and there they are. So you're going, each going to have a large apple slice every day, and as you know, then here's the other fruit, and there's this, and there's that. I have set this up, and now as far as eggs, or the this go, and then, and I realized I looked over at them, and they were, speaking of laughing at someone you love, they're trying not to laugh, and they just glanced at each other, and it hit me. It finally dawned on me. I said, you're not going to do any of this, are you? And they just glanced at each other again. They looked at me and said, no, no, it's not, it's not going to be done. And I said, so the fruit is going to be here when I get back, and they said, isn't it always here when you get back? And I said, yeah, I guess it is. So you never eat anything I put aside. No, of course not. Well, it becomes, you know, it's, it's, it's chocolate cake and candy bars for breakfast. And my wife, again, whom I love, it, it's, not, it's not candy bars, but it's, it's that they went through about eight full boxes of Eggo waffles. 
that they put syrup on, and that becomes breakfast. There's no fruit. There's no whole wheat toast. There's no everything the way I just line it up. There's no poached egg. There's no perfect scrambled egg. The dog likes the scrambled egg, by the way. He, is, he prefers scrambled, so I always make one for him. But that's the way it is. And it finally dawned on me, none of this ever happens. So that's something you have to learn as a father. And especially for men, men hold on too tight. You know, and speaking of which, this is what got me to saying and by the Auto Club. The Auto Club is not sponsoring us, but I think they deserve a tip of the hat because I had to call them today. I had to call the Auto Club, and I had to call the Auto Club because I took that kid, not to his baseball lesson, which was canceled, and switched to later to just before I came down here to record with the doctor and the colonel. This was a baseball lesson at the old Little League field, which is empty now because... It's the end of November. So I drove in. He goes to take this baseball lesson with a, with a great guy, a guy we like. This is one of those guys, by the way, his name is Nick Holmes, and he'd be he'd happy if I said this because he has a baseball business there. And he's one of these guys. My wife and I fell for him and his partner, Steve. Uh, Steve also teaches there, and uh, I guess they, they teach in different places now. But the reason we love these guys so much is because they everything they ran, we began to call can't shake it off because people are so spoiled today that if a kid ever gets hurt doing something, people, you know, speed dial the therapist, you know, that everything people run over. Are you okay? Here, wait, are you okay? Let's get make sure we get 12 doctors and therapists. And these guys, when anything would happen in baseball, they do the classic thing that happened when I was a kid, which obviously if a kid is hurt, my kids have been hurt. And you go to the hospital, you know, I'm not saying nothing ever goes wrong. But these guys would always, they'd clap once. They'd go, all right, shake it off. And we found that so refreshing. Shake it off. Is that it? Sometimes they say, walk it off. You know, like a kid gets hit by a pitch. If it's not bad, gets hit in the thigh, gets hit in the back, gets hit in the elbow. But, you know, if it's not bad, all right, walk it off. They don't just run over and sit him down and say, no, sit down. Are you okay? Camp shake it off. So, so my kid is off with him, and I sat down in the car just to make a couple of calls and uh, listen to the radio a little bit. And the car dies. The car dies just before I'm supposed to come over here. My kid finishes his lesson, and the car dies. And I didn't think it should. I was only about ten or fifteen minutes with the radio on. It was on auxiliary. I know that. I know it drains the battery, but I guess I didn't think it would drain it that fast. And it's a new car, it's just a couple of years old. And so I called the auto club and they get by there and they're always really good about this, by the way. And they said in this case, even though it was busy and it was rush hour, they said it would be about a half hour. So all right, it takes closer to an hour. You know what? It's not the worst thing in the world, and we're all a little spoiled. But there are two entrances here, and the reason I'm telling this is because my kid, who's just finished his lesson, had to go over about 100 yards away to the other entrance just to make sure, as Nick said, well, sometimes when the auto club comes in, they don't know which way to come in, and they come in the commuter lot there over there. So I said, okay, you go over there, and I'll stand here. My kid calls me on his phone about a half hour later, and the guy's still not there, and there's no one in this lot. And it's starting to get a little dark, and he says to me, listen, you know, uh, is the guy here yet? Do you want to call them back? And I said to him, I thought I was teaching him a real lesson. I said, you know what? It's time we all learn a little more patience. You just relax. I'll call back. But these folks are on their way. And he said, 
no, I don't think you understand. I, I have to go to the bathroom. And I said, oh, because the bathrooms aren't open there. The bathrooms are always locked because Little League is over and they have padlocks on everything. And I just said, oh, you really have to go? And he said, yeah. And I said, what you would say. After a long pause, I said, what kind of have to go? Is it the kind of have to go where you can just go and it's no big deal? Or is it the other kind of have to go? And he said, it's the other kind of have to go. We didn't use all these euphemisms, but I want to say to you, I don't need to say to you what I said to him. And you know what I'm getting at. And I just said, wow, because I said to him, look, if how long do you have in you? How long can you hold on? He said, well, five or 10 minutes, you know, and we'll see what happens. Took another 15, 20 minutes for the truck to get there. When they did, he came. I said to him, I went over to him already before that. I said, listen, if you're in trouble... You know, just find yourself a place. And he did. He came over to me and he said, look, I really, I said, pal, do your stuff. Find a quiet place, you know, because if there's the, the truest thing in the world is the old saying, hey, you know what, when, when you've got to go, you've got to go. That, you know, no matter what happens. And then it dawned on me, though, I was talking, I was talking to my friend about this on the way over here, once the car was all charged up again. And he said, he thought that, Women are capable of holding it in because they just don't want to go. He said he's known a woman. He went out with someone who spent three days of a vacation holding it in because she didn't like the facility, didn't like, didn't feel comfortable. They can just hold it in that. And I said, you know, I think you may be right. Women are capable of holding things in and, in fact, even getting septic poisoning rather than go to a place they, they, they don't like. You know, and I realized my wife has done that. She said, I don't want to go here. I'll wait till we get home. But men, or boys in this case, anyone in the male world is really ready, frankly, at the drop of a hat to drop a hat. So, I mean, it's, and that's what he, I said to him, buddy, just go ahead. I'll go deal with the guy here. We'll get the car started. But you got to go. And like any other man, when he came back around, the corner. This is a big place. It's like seven acres or something. And you know what? So uh, it's what are we? What are you going to do? You have to go, because he said. He said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Pal, you already know how you feel." I said, "In another three minutes, a lot of matter is going to come out of you. Now, no matter where you are, something is going to happen." And the point is, I think men at any age are more. Uh, more capable of doing that. He came around that corner with a smile on his face that I have only seen before on my face. And because it's it happens. It doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every week. It doesn't happen every year. It happens probably to guys. You find yourself in a situation like that probably, what would you say, two or three times in a life where you say, well, you have to go. And so, you know what? I was part of him, but I realized that between the auto club and him, we, we did something very important there. And I realized I have a new respect for my wife. She could not only, I could not have taken a frozen shower, number one, the way she did. I could not have done that. We had, a, we had one in, the, in, the, in, the, in my college, in, in my fraternity. Where you, everyone knows this, where you, you hear someone flush the toilet, not on purpose, but you know that plumbing. You have to slam back against that shower wall because it's going to come out cold. And I would not have taken that shower. Women, this is, a, this is a cliche, but it's a true one. Women are tougher than men. My wife could take that shower. I could not have taken that shower. I would have gotten out 
instantly, no matter what the reason, and not taking that shower. In addition to that, women can hold on to things. I think they can take pain better and discomfort better than we can and hold on to things until the auto club gets there. So, you know what? (laughs) This is probably the perfect time (laughs) to say have a great Thanksgiving dinner. And remember, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year because it always reminds me of Einstein's theory of relativity, which, as you know, says that time seems to go more slowly when you're with your relatives. And so keep that in mind. You know, Thanksgiving always starts out great. Kids and dogs running through piles of leaves. It's like a Norman Rockwell painting. Gramps leans out the window and says, uh, you know, and the kids are saying, uh, you know, I want a drumstick this year. And Gramps yells, make sure you save room for some of Grandma's peach cobbler. And, Joe, oh, you know it's the best. You make the best. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, outside it's Father Knows Best. Inside, Nightmare on Elm Street. Gramps take, takes out his teeth and eats his stuffing like poi. Grandma's on her fifth secret vodka. Forgets about the peach cobbler which explodes in the microwave, Uncle Lou stops clipping his nails at the table just long enough to tell the dirtiest joke anyone's ever heard while his new wife tells everyone, <laughs> tells everyone that today's strippers don't have the class she used to have. My cousin Susan is sexting her stepbrother across the table who's tweeting it to the world. I mean, this is the way Thanksgiving should be. And finally, around his seventh or eighth eighth beer, my dad would just get loose enough to turn to my uncle and just say, I never liked you. And And that's the way Thanksgiving should be. I wouldn't change a thing, and neither should you. And after Thanksgiving, on Saturday, November 26th, at 8 p.m., I'm going to be performing, doing the show I did last week in uh, in Dallas, Cocktails with Larry Miller at the Rao Center. That's R-A-U-E in Crystal Lake, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago, but I think it's about an hour outside Chicago. So uh, please come by if you can. And by the way, oh, on Friday, December 16th at 8, I'm going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the Walton Arts Center. And... This show's website is absolutely acelarrymiller.com, and it is back up thanks to Colonel Jeff. My website is larrymillerhumor.com. Follow me on Twitter at Larry J. Miller, just the letter J. All stories are guaranteed true, and why wouldn't they be? Because isn't that the funniest stuff anyway? To get your official Larry Miller Drinking Society membership card, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to... Larry Miller Drinking Society, care of Ace Broadcasting, 10061 Riverside Drive, number 276, Toluca Lake, California, 91602, USA. And you know what? I'm going to be tweeting also for the Rouse Center and in Fayetteville. We're going to have another meeting of the Larry Miller Drinking Society. So if you come to the show and you feel like it afterwards, we'll go. I'll tweet a bar in the area and we'll all get together and have one and celebrate celebrate life in the end of the year. So thank you once again. It means the world to us here. And on behalf of Dr. Chris and Colonel Jeff, as always, remember... 
If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, no matter what you say about her, folks, the game's over and you've won. So that's still the truest thing I know. Have a great holiday and be well. We'll see you soon. Bye. In Esperanto, where available.